All right. I've talked about this a lot. Um, or I feel like I've talked about it a lot. Okay. Christianity as an institution was formed and continues to operate in a strict value hierarchy that is completely at odds with spirit. Completely. It's a pyramid of power and control and value that has God at the top and the leaders of Christianity and commerce a very close second. Interestingly, God in Christianity um, is presented as looking quite like the leaders of, of commerce and church as well. And that's not an accident, of course. Christianity is based in the strict father model, strict father model of morality and authority. But the strict father model of morality is an authoritative, controlling, shame-based worldview that was delivered to 30% of the world through Christian colonization. It's a worldview at odds with spirit because spirit does not recognize hierarchy. Spirit recognizes oneness and equality. Hierarchies do not embrace loving inclusion unless we're being told to lovingly embrace inclusion in a worldview that makes us compliant to the hierarchy and complicit in our own oppression. Christian authoritarianism is a worldview where white men sit at the top of the hierarchy of value and power and control and only need to submit to God, which looks an awful lot like them. It's helpful that they're also the ones that determine what God's words mean and how God's words apply to themselves in the world. The insidiousness of this is that white European cishet males place themselves at the top of the hierarchy and believe that divinity itself put them there and says it wants it that way. All the twisted, harmful, oppressive, traumatic policies that were inflicted on the world were done with the belief that somehow God wanted to establish white supremacy in the world. The message to the people and the cultures outside of the very narrowly defined um, culture in which Christianity was established was clear. We are wrong, valueless, abhorrent, and need to be changed in order to be worthy of the love of creator and acceptance in the church. The most enraging part to me is that Christianity takes human ignorance and judgment and claims it as divine truth. The simple act of projection has created the most wars and conflicts and traumatized generations of human beings with crippling, joy-destroying trauma joy-destroying shame. Quite honestly, the Christian church was founded in fear and ignorance of the truth of Christ. Only people who feel intensely unsafe in the world could deliver the kind of toxic rhetoric Christianity did and claim it as divine intention. Every aspect and ideology in Christianity is applied with the most obvious lack of understanding of loving inclusion. Dominion over the earth could be either an authoritarian approach, an authoritarian oppression uh, of treading on, or it could be delivered as a nurturing lord, dominus, home, nurturing, stewarding their land and their home and all life um, under their care with the goal of prosperity and thriving for all. That's also dominion. Which do you think we got with Christianity? 
that's a choice of translation. That's a choice of how to view things. And one is from fear and the other is loving inclusion. And the church again and again chooses fear, domination, and control. With sin, we could have a creator who understands that we make mistakes and we're going to do harm because we're learning. And in knowing this, we can be gentle and accepting of errors and missing the mark. We can be understanding and forgiving of mistakes and provide love and support and guidance. Instead, we got wrong is damnation and guilt and shame and punishment and hellfire forever. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) This seems petty and very human to me. Eternal damnation doesn't seem like anything spirit would be into. Just saying. Just saying. Seems not not their vibe. It's on it's not on brand. <laughs> Eternal damnation, not on brand for spirit. Just saying. Pretty on brand for human beings though. Kind of right on the nose there. We could all be one in the spirit of Christ, which is recognition of all beings existing as one within the soul of creator, together. All loved and included and accepting of one another and all beings that exist here together. Or We could say it's just this one man, this one time, and no one else is good enough and no one else is accepted unless they believe exactly what we believe and do exactly what we say and submit to our authority in all things. Well, no. Also, it doesn't sound very Christ-like. Not very Christ-like. Fuck off. No thanks. (laughs) Christianity claims to know what Christ creator wants, but actually has no idea of what Christ actually is. Loving inclusion, total and complete loving inclusion and acceptance. Christianity doesn't have a fucking clue what that is. Christ puts no barrier on acceptance and inclusion and loving spirit. Not a single one. What is this? Please don't go in there. My, I have a little like travel studio. It's like this little, I don't know if you can hear this. It's like a little box that's got all the sponge in it that makes it, makes the audio sound great. Except my cats found it and it's their favorite fucking nap spot now because why wouldn't it be? This little spongy dark box? Yes. Christianity has robbed us of our rightful home in paradise on the earth. They hammered home the idea of humans being separate from the earth, set apart and special to creator. We were no longer part of the web of life on earth. We're somehow above it. We were set above it. We were superior to the natural world. And our role now is not as steward, not as cousin, not as kin, but as consumer and profit maker. No longer we to find our place in harmony with the earth and its beings or cousins, Instead, we're given divine directive to take and consume and dominate and control. Everything that's inferior to us, which was anything that wasn't white, male, and Christian. This inferiority applied to all the land, all the animals, the plants, natural resources, human beings, women, children, non-white, non-Christian peoples. Christianity is responsible for an enormous amount of shame that exists. Shame is the automatic result of supremacy. Because supremacy is an exact opposition to holiness. 
Christianity is responsible for an enormous amount of shame that exists in the world because it was so powerfully insistent on supremacy of all types and claimed God said so. We cannot exist in supremacy without creating shame. It's an automatic result of supremacy. It's the automatic result in believing that we are better than anything else in existence. When we believe we have more right to life, love, value, purpose than any other being in existence, we create shame in ourselves because it is a belief that is contrary to truth. It's contrary to spirit, contrary to life. Truth is loving inclusion and supremacy creates trauma for both the oppressor and the oppressed. Christianity made Christ transactional. Well, Christianity made Christ a debt, made Christ a debt-based transaction. According to Christianity, Christ died to save us from our sins, and now we owe him and the church bigly and forever. When will that debt ever be paid off? According to Christianity, we owe our very souls here in the physical and forever in the spirit to the sacrifice of Christ made on the cross. Nothing will ever make up for that. There's nothing that we can do that's ever going to make up for that. Not our complicity, not our obedience, our silence, not our charity, not our tithing, not being pleasing or sacrificing every natural inclination we have towards joy and self-expression and sovereignty in subservience to Christian doctrine. The debt of that life for ours will never be repaid. And that's to the church, church's benefit. Total obedience and indebtedness from the community. That's great. That's a great start. To keeping those cattle in line. Oh wait, they're sheep. They're sheep. My bad. Partner this indebtedness with the strict father model of authority and shame in supremacy and you've got a hot mess of division and fractured self and an inability to see ourselves or one another as divine. Then there's a huge division as well between white, cis, head, able-bodied men who view their success and affluence not just as a meritocracy, but also as divine reward for moral correctness. In opposition, the poor are viewed as undeserving and morally corrupt. It's why um, in America and, and through a lot of Western societies these days, there's been a pushback and a cut to social services as the rise of, of Christian interference in politics continues. There will be a continued cutting of social services because the poor and the needy are undeserving of the rewards of God. Christians substitute the church for God. It's the same. And so the church determines how God's rewards are delivered to the people. And they decide who is deserving, morally deserving. And the poor and the needy aren't. It's one of the reasons why, by the way, that we should never get into a situation of, of having individual personal philanthropy replace government-funded, tax-funded social initiatives. 
when you have government-funded, tax-funded social initiatives, you have at least the obligation to include the community with the decision-making process. Individual personal philanthropy is an individual like the Gates Foundation or whatever, Elon Musk, individual billionaires deciding what they think is important, what they determine necessary to support in terms of who is needy and who is deserving. And that's not something I ever want to have happen. The community at large is by and far more able and equipped to decide who is deserving of support in the community. Right. So like (laughs) if the poor were deserving in God's eyes, if they were if they were morally, ethically correct, they would have been rewarded, that God would have rewarded them already with affluence and and thriving. It's a catch-22. It's a catch-22 that doesn't acknowledge the fact that the dominant group, the white male group that made the rules and, and translated God's word for everyone and decided how that was going to manifest itself in the physical world, they They bypass and ignore that they made the rules that benefit themselves. And then they call it God's plan. And that that absolves them from any complicity or responsibility in how society is set up to benefit the parasite class at the expense of everyone else. Whether we went to church or not, this colonization of our minds by Christianity has happened in Western societies. It's in everything. It's in our literature. It's in our theatrical memes. It's in our structures of of our entertainment. A lot of Christian ideologies are shorthanded to the point where we don't even really understand that they're Christian. Western society is based upon Christian values Christian church values, okay, Christian church values, not Christ-like values. There's a difference between Christ and Christian. And they permeate every aspect of our society. Capitalism itself even evolved from these ideologies, from the authoritarianism of the strict father model hierarchy, from the dominance of white men over everything else, from the shame of supremacy and the view that all beings in the world exist for our consumption and our profit. Capitalism is at heart a fear response of a human being who is afraid to be alive in the world. Capitalism is the projection of the belief that one lucky winner will eventually hold all the power and all control and own all the things so that they can finally feel like they're safe in the world. And they won't stop. Capitalism won't stop until everything is held in one hand or it's destroyed. This is the Wendigo that indigenous people speak of. And the worst part is that most power in the West doesn't even recognize it. They can't see it. It's a spirit of greed and hoarding with selfish, narcissistic destruction. Those in power can't even recognize it's a problem. Or they decide not to see it because to do so means opening ourselves up to vulnerability and humility and release of the idea of specialness and better than. And when your whole identity is based in being special and better than someone else, if you let go of that, you become less than and you become a target. 
Some will never be able to see this shame that they hold. Um, it's too terrifying. And the destruction of the earth is better than looking at the darkness within them. It doesn't matter. Don't get down. Spirit will prevail. Because as we continue to do our work on ourselves and to heal our shame and to heal our colonization and to heal the prejudices that we have and the supremacies that we have, as we heal our darkness and remember the places in our heart where we believed we were separate from spirit, eventually those who refuse to see won't have a choice anymore. It'll happen whether they want it to or not. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, join the mailing list at lesliedavidson.ca or the church of beloved presence.ca. Join the mailing list and get access to the divine reminders library. Um, there's not a lot of stuff in there right now, but it's where I'll put everything free that I make that I want you to have for free. Basically, it's it's just things that I'm working on to help me practice being a beloved presence in the world. Because we need reminders. We need divine reminders. We need to be reminded that we're divine, even though sometimes we don't think we are. We are. We are. It's who we are. It's where we started. It's what we are. It's where we'll return to. And it all exists here, too. There's no separation between heaven and here. It, heaven is here. It always has been. Christ never went anywhere else. Christ has always been here. Spirit is here. It's all here. Uh, it's just our choice. <laughs> It's our choice to see it. And we have to be reminded. We have to have our cups filled. We need to be reminded and we need to have others mirror our divinity to us and remind us that we're divine and that we're not crazy people here all by ourselves thinking that we're spirit on earth. It's it's all true. It's all real. Anyway, so that's the kind of stuff I put in the divine reminders to remind us that that's true. And... We have to remind ourselves out in the world. As we go out into the world, the biggest problem is the practice, seeing it in other people. Even when people are dicks, that's like, that's when it's most important when someone's a dick. Like I work in retail, man. I get dicks all the time and it's hard. Dicks hit me in the face. I'm just kidding. Not really. It's not really happening. But uh, yeah, going out into the marketplace, so to speak, and remembering remembering spirit, remembering our holiness and our spirit and that we're here together and we're kin and that um, everyone that we encounter is a holy encounter. We need to be reminded because it's hard to remember when it's shitty out there because sometimes it's shitty out there. Think about it. If you don't think that that and if you think that other people are just piles of shit like yourself like and literally understand that someone who treats you like shit thinks that they're shit they might deny it right until the, they're dead they might believe that they're better than you but anyone who believes that they're better actually thinks that they're shit <laughs> so yeah that's super fun super fun being treated like garbage because people think that they are garbage but that's when we can show them that they're beautiful spirit with us in light and i i know i need to be reminded to do that because when someone's treating me like shit and i feel like shit it's because i still think that i'm shit somewhere it's very complicated and simple Anyway, we'll talk more about this. I kind of got off on a tangent there, but, and it's all just join the email list. 
Join the mailing list. I don't know. Do you want this? Who knows? Who wants this? I do. I do. All right. Thanks for listening. That got weird at the end. Thank you.